A Samoan law lecturer believes the suspension of Samoan opposition leader and former Prime Minister Tuilaipa Sailele Malelengoi is unconstitutional. Tuilaipa has been suspended for two years along with his party secretary as a result of contempt of parliament charges. Auckland University's Fuimono Dylan Asafo says Samoa's constitution states every electorate needs to be represented and people have a right to vote for someone who will represent them in parliament. And to take that representation away is unconstitutional. Talofalava and welcome back on Pacific Waves. Dylan, maybe let's start by winding the clock back a bit. Give us a little context for what has happened this week. Yes. Uh, so back in August 30th, the Supreme Court said that the parliamentary motion to suspend um, two HRPP MPs, Tuila Epa and Lealipule, um, was um, invalid um, just because they didn't have the right to um, reply or to give their side of the story, um, basically, which is essential um, to the constitution, that there should be a right to fair trial, where they should be able to respond um, to the allegations made against them. And so the Supreme Court essentially said this will go back to Parliament to decide what to do from there. And so we had Parliament meet earlier this week and they um, revisited, gave Tula Epa, Elia Lipule um, the chance to um, provide their side of the story, to follow what the Supreme Court said. And so after that, they accepted the recommendation by the Privileges and Ethics Committee to suspend the two HRPP MPs for two years. Now, we've also had some comments. While the HRPP caucus didn't speak, Tulaipa did say a little bit, and um, uh, so did Fiamme. Um, uh, can you just sort of explain for us the different views and opinions aired there? Yeah. So in essence, um, Tula Epa and the Ipule, um, they have um, the viewpoint that they should not um, be suspended any further, um, that they have um, basically served their time with the previous suspension, which went on for multiple months, um, and that it's time for Parliament to move on. Um, but we have a difference of opinion with uh, Fiamme, the Prime Minister, and the fast-led government, um, who believe that the Privileges and Ethics Committee recommendation to suspend them further for a further two years um, should be accepted. Um, the idea there is that there needs to be further punishment or penalty um, for the comments they made regarding um, the fast-led government being unconstitutional and colluding with the judiciary. Now, in your view, given the court ruling and given what has been what has happened here, is is this sort of in line with the sort of, I guess, legal trajectory of that ruling and, and what was expected coming off the back of it? In my view, I believe that the two-year suspension actually is unconstitutional um, just because it is excessive. Um, in my view, suspending an MP um, for two years out of a five-year parliamentary term essentially punishes um, no longer just the two or the MP in question, but also the wider electorate. What we have is that um, two electorates are no longer being able to have representation in Parliament, which means that laws, many laws over a two-year period, are being able to be made um, without um, their interests 
being considered and represented by their elected representative. And if we look at the constitution, the constitution is very clear um, that every electorate needs to be represented, specifically Article 44, um, and that people have a right to vote for someone who they believe um, will represent them in parliament. Um, and that to take that representation away is unconstitutional and undermines Samoa's democracy. Just backtracking a bit here and going to that, there's a bit of confusion. So I might ask you also to clarify this, but there's a, a, a bit of a mixed mix up of the contempt of court uh, and the contempt of parliament terms. But, but mm-hmm. also the last time we spoke, you spoke about how FAST had actually advocated for the HRPP uh, politicians not to be given punishments after the contempt of court conviction. Um, Isn't this sort of out of step with that sort of let's move forward thinking sort of behind that original response to the the contempt of court conviction? And my question's coming up somewhere here. My question is, um, does, uh, in, in your opinion, one, is it a bad look for FAS, but also two, does it does it point to some differences of opinion within FAST as to the different treatment of the HRPP in these instances? I can't speculate um, regarding um, the politics or the kind of differences in opinion um, that may exist within the FAST party. Um, but yes, there um, were um, suggestions or comments made by the FAST party quite earlier on um, last year um, about wanting to move on and to progress further. Um, my observation is that that was temporary and actually there were comments by both parties um, that suggested that they hadn't moved on and they weren't willing to move on. Um, and with the contempt of court versus contempt of parliament confusion, so the court, um, even though it found them guilty of contempt of court, said that there'll be no penalties. So it was their view, the court's view, rather than fast view, that, you know, there will be no more further penalties. Um, essentially, the idea that Samoa needs to move on from this crisis. Um, hopefully, this will be the last day they've heard of it. Um, and that's distinct from the contempt of parliament charge. So the idea of contempt of parliament is that you brought parliament as a separate institution from the court into disrepute. Um, and so that um, was the motion that was pursued by the FAST party, that the comments that they had made, even though it was largely the same comments that were the subject of the contempt of court um, claim, they said that the comments also impacted parliament. And so in that way, it was thought to be a separate penalty um, with a different legal framework. And so they pursued um, the contempt of parliament claim um, on recommendation by the parliamentary, sorry, by the Privilege and Ethics Committee. Um, And here we have a different result, a decision not to forgive and forget, not to pursue um, any penalties, but to actually pursue them um, with a two-year suspension. now, uh, actually, I just need to check something before this. Last, this is my last question. Um, just make sure I get the number on the vote right. Oh, it was twenty nine nineteen. That's it. Sorry. Yep. So twenty nine nineteen. Cool. Um. Now, um. The 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 
the final final point that we we've yet to clarify and, and maybe you can shed light on is that the vote on this was 29 for 19 against and by my calculation that leaves 10 MPs unaccounted for do you, are you aware yes. of what happened with those that weren't voting it hasn't been fully explained uh, why there are 10 MPs missing but um, a motion like this um, to accept the recommendation by the Privileges and Ethics Committee doesn't require every single MP to be present. So it's enough that quorum was made so the majority of the MPs were present.